Hello everyone and welcome back to the Cyclocross Social Podcast. Today we're taking a look ahead at already the fourth round of the UCI Cyclocross World Cup. And this round is taking place in Zonhoven, one of the new venues in the World Cup. And with me here to take a look ahead are Isam. Hey everybody. And Tom. Hey everyone. So the fourth round takes place in Zonhoven as said. And first we'll take a look ahead at the men's race. Where Ili Isabit comes here with a 24 point lead over Quinten Hermans. And 30 points over Michael van Toerenhout. Do you guys think that these are the three main favorites as well? Yeah, I I, th- I think definitely that those are the guys to, to look for in a way. I think um, they were all kind of good in all three races. So I think that consistency is going to be there and the level is not going to change a lot. Uh, however, I think there is an outsider that is uh, that, w- that didn't go to, to the States that was training in Mallorca and that is going to be very keen to, to join the three. Well, then you can only be talking about Lauren Zweig. He indeed skipped the trip to the United States because he thought it was a waste of money and time. He's racing in Ardoye, which is tomorrow, where we are recording on Wednesday. Tom, what do you think that Lauren Zweig can do? Yeah, I think it will be really interesting to see what he can do. I think we might get a bit of a clearer picture on tomorrow in Ardoye ahead of... Uh, to see how he can kind of compares against the riders who are obviously just back from the US and maybe some jet lag there, some fatigue, it would have been a busy trip. And I think he could be coming in really strong to this race, Sveik, but he's obviously going to miss those fast racing miles in the legs. So I think it, it could, could go either way for him, but I would not ex- put him out of contention and I would expect to see him certainly up and around Although he may be not starting in the front line, considering he's not raced in the World Cup so far. And Zonovan can be a difficult course starting in Maria, so that could be a challenge for him. Yeah, I do think we'll see a very strong Laurens Zweig here. Of course, in the last edition, 2019, he got second here, 30 seconds behind Toon Aarts, but in front of Eli Isabiet and Quinten Hermans. He'll of course be very fresh. He is doing a lot of races. He's racing on Thursday and then on Saturday and Sunday which is quite a lot. But then again, he didn't race those three races in one week in the United States, which were all really tough races. So, yeah, I do think that Lauren Zweig will end on the podium. But I do think that especially Hermans looked very good this season. And looking at the the parkour, I mean, Isabita, and we haven't mentioned Arts, but Arts won here in 2019. I think uh, we could be in for a very close battle between these four riders. Yeah, I would really like to see a nice battle this weekend. And I think Zonovan has played out a bit of a battle in uh, previous years. So I remember a couple of years back, Walton Mathieu, elbow to elbow, coming into the final corner. And I would really love to see that again this year with the likes of Isabit, Arts, Hermans, and maybe possibly Sveik as well. I've been backing Arts for quite some time this season. And recent weeks have kind of... Made me doubt about that. I mean, of course, he looked very strong in Beringen, where he had two punctures. He was very strong in Gieten, where he won. I do think he was strong in Waterloo. But in Fayetteville, he had that explosion in the last lap. In Iowa, he was pretty disappointing, in my opinion. But Zonhoven should be something for him. The weather looks to be a bit better, around 10 degrees, a bit of rain in the week leading up to it. What do you guys think about Ton Arts? Do you think that he can compete for the win? Or has maybe that crash in Waterloo impacted him more than what he has admitted or what than what we think? 
I don't think that uh, that the crash really impacted him, especially in Iowa, for example. I think in Iowa he was just a bit unlucky with a bad start, and then you know he had to chase all the way. That that costs a lot of energy, even if you're good. If the level, like if there's not a big of a difference in level uh, up front, I think it's when you make those kind of mistakes, it's very hard to compensate it in the race and try to beat them in the end. Like it. It really can can be very costly making you know those mistakes, even if they're not on purpose. You know, it happens, and then it can it can cost a very good result. So we have to see. I think to be honest, that his shape is not bad. Uh, it looks okay, and you know, compared to the likes of Iserbeet and Van Turenhout, I don't think he's gonna do under them. So he will definitely bring up the fight, and I think those races that are coming up right now. Those are going to be very interesting to see if Tonarts really is hampered from that crash in a way and not having the shape or is actually able to, to bridge that gap to the Pausausen. Two other names we have to mention are Michael van Turenhout and Lars van der Haar. Van Turenhout hasn't missed a single podium in all the races he finished this season and van der Haar came off a second place in Iowa City. What do you guys think? Can these riders compete for the win with the likes of Isabiet Hermans, Arts and Zweig? Or will they have to settle for a role just behind that? Yeah, I think we can certainly say they'll be in contention. As you said, Van Turnhout's not been off the podium all year long. So great consistency from him there. So I think we can only expect him to be up in the front. However, he hasn't podiumed in a Zonovanat in the elites. So he'll be hoping to change that this weekend. And on the other hand, though, Van der Haas been on the podium a couple of times here in Zonovan, third behind Van Aert and Van der Poel, and third, that was in 2018, and then in 2015 as well, behind Sven Nies and Kevin Paus. So perhaps 2021 again could be a year for Van der Haart to get on the podium. I think Van der Haart definitely looked good in Iowa, and actually throughout the entire season he's been impressing me. But I think in Zonhoven, I mean, you have the cow, of course. We haven't even mentioned that, but the legendary cow is finally back. We waited two years for it, but the cow is back. But I don't know if Van der Haar will be happy with that because, I mean, it always involves quite some running. So I think that might hamper Van der Haar and also Iserbeet a bit. Yeah, indeed. The, the smaller riders can suffer a bit more in the running. We've seen Arts and his long legs is really powerful in the running. But Isabit's also shown he can run well. And I think uh, Van der Haar's previous performances in Zonovan indicate he can also do it. It's not like if it's raining, you have to run a lot more in Zonovan. The sections you just have to run anyway, the big sandy banks. So I think yeah, we can, I wouldn't put them out of contention for sure. Looking at these riders, is there any name we've missed or are these basically the six names we expect to be in the first six positions? No, I, I think I think these are the names that we can expect up front. We, we just haven't seen enough from the guys behind to really see them get a podium. They could surprise me, I think, with the under-23 guys a little bit, with Van der Putte, Van der Bosch. You know, those guys, Kamp, Ronhaar. In a good day, maybe they can fight for a good top five, and maybe even a podium and surprise us, but at the moment, I don't really see that happen. Yeah, indeed. I think we could perhaps see one of these creep into the top five, maybe one out of the, the, the under-23s on a really good day, 
but I think this is such a demanding technical course that it really suits the Belgian and Dutch pure cyclocross riders. And I know there's the likes of Felipe Oort and a few more, which we'll come on to maybe, but this isn't really the ideal course for them. There's just nothing which compares to the epic curl in Zonovan. What kind of race do you guys expect then? Do you expect an op- early opening by Hermans immediately forcing a breakaway with perhaps Iserbiet or Van Turenhout or Zweig or two or three guys? Or do you guys think it will be more of a tactical race on a f- maybe a bit faster parkour? There's not that many technical aspects of course except that sandy downhill which they have to take twice. But do you guys expect the early opening and then maybe big gaps or smaller groups or do you think that these six maybe a bit more riders will stay together for a longer while and we see some team tactics especially by Paul Sousa I I think if uh, Hermans is really that strong and he's able to to get away um, in the first lap or in the first two laps well obviously it's then not going to be a tactical race but I I just don't think that Sonhove is going to give him that opportunity and then it's going to be an issue because if he's only having one or two power cells in his in his wheel, uh, if it's only one, you know, then he's going to have an issue because they're not going to pull and he's not going to drag a power cells with him. So then it's going to be tactical. And I, I expect, I lean more towards a, a tactical race uh, than, than a, a solo or a two-way battle. Um, obviously, it can go to a two-way battle at the end of the race, but... Uh, I think it's going to be, for half the race at least, it's going to be tactical. Yeah, I would expect that as well, especially considering what we have seen from the Powell Sousa guys. They like to have the numbers there. Usually, Iserbiet and Van Turenhout, they sit out the first 30 minutes of the race before they even start making a move. We saw that especially in Iowa, where they just sat in the wheel of Van der Haar for 30, 35 minutes. So, I would expect that as well. So far, we've only talked about Dutch and Belgian guys, however, but I feel like we should mention a couple of other names. I mean, um, Marcel Meisser, strong 13th place in Iowa City, Kevin Kuhn, 11th there. Do you guys think that any of these two riders might be able to come in the top 10? I think top 10 maybe, but not really in contention at the front. I think, as I said before, it's just such a demanding course. There's nothing quite like the curl, and you really have to grow up riding your whole life in the sand to really be able to master such a technical feature and I just don't see these these two being really able to uh, compete in the front on such a on such a difficult course really but you never know and anything can happen so it, it will be a great race for sure yeah I don't think they'll be at the front necessarily either but I do think, I mean, Maise already has a bunch of top 10s. I mean, his last one was in 2019. But I do feel like Maise has been pretty okay this season. I wouldn't surprise me if, well, for Maise, usually is a slow starter and then comes forward. But for Kuhn, I think Kuhn can ride a top 10. He was in the top 10 in Iowa for almost the entire race and then in the last lap got passed. But I wouldn't be surprised if he can... Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Kuhn can get a top 10 here, but of course it will be a question if he can handle the jet lag, but I think that goes for most riders, except Zweig, of course. Then also some other guys, Felipe Orts, he didn't have a great start to his season, two times in 18th place in Meulebeke and Gieten, then a third place only in one of the Spanish uh, C2 races, behind uh, Kevin Suarez-Fernandez and David van der Poel, 
But the day after, he won the C1 race there, or I'm not sure in my VC2. Back to his usual things, winning the Spanish races. He is coming here. Cameron Mason starting his cyclocross season as well, and uh, Bertolini as well. He rode the Giro d'Italia di Cyclocross, or at least a couple of stages there. He did good there as well. What do you guys expect of these names? Maybe top 20, top 10, or maybe a big surprise? I, I would lean more towards, um, you know, top between the 10th and 20th position. I think that is uh, a little bit more realistic, especially looking back at what he has done. Uh, but then again, it's going to play a role. Were those three races really that demanding and who is going to, you know, deal with the races very well? Then maybe he, you know, he has a chance because there are, I, I think that there are a couple of guys he can get if they're a little bit more tired. So that that can definitely play a role. And you have also from from the younger guys, they all did those three races. How did they handle the, you know, the travel and 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 the tough races in general? It's it's gonna be interesting to see what he can do. And I I hope that he can sneak in the top ten. But realistically, looking at it, uh, I think it's gonna be more towards fifteenth. 10th position around there yeah indeed and uh cameron mason this looks like it's his first race weekend back on the cyclocross bike in a very long time in fact ending last season with injuries missing the world championships and then suffering a really nasty uh break of the arm and wrist from a mountain bike early this year it forced him off the bike for a very long time however he's won some road races in the uk 27th in the national championships on the road last weekend so he's clearly got it in the legs but whether he can hold up on such a course i know he's still struggling with strength in the arm so it could be interesting with a lot of bike carrying and yeah we hope to see cameron back up there but i'm guessing it will be a few races before he's really back up in contention of course there's no american and canadian cyclocross riders here they are mainly riding the last race of the USCX series in Cincinnati, so that's a bit unfortunate. No Gage Hecht here, he could perhaps have been a strong contender, I do think he would have liked this parkour, but they'll come later in the season and then we can see what they can do. Now I think we should make some predictions. Uh, Tom, why don't you go first? Thanks Noah. I will go for Elisabeth to take the win. And the two other places on the podium for... That's a good question. I think Art's in second then after the win in 2019. And I'm going to go for the uncertain, but I think Lawrence Fake's going to come back in and uh, put in a good performance for third. And Isam, what do you reckon here? Um, it's a tough one. I, I was leaning also towards Elizabeth, but I'm not going to do that because it's already picked in a way. So then I think... Um, I would go for, for Quinter Hermans winning again. And then second place for Lauren Zweig. And then third for uh, Donards. I'm going to be going here with a, a win actually for Lauren Zweig. I think that rest and training in Mallorca will have done him good. Going to be fresh. Win the race here. Of course helped by the strong team of Paul Sauze. And then um, Elisabeet in second place. And probably uh, Michael van Turenhout even in third. Full pulse cells on lockout then. Yeah, just something like 
Bar Allsauce, they always have this strange thing. They get two or three guys on the podium every single time because something happens to the other guys. So something in me saying that uh, we're going to see a Paul Sauce dominant day in the World Cup. But the day before in Rutherford, uh, we uh, might see something completely different. Then we can predict the women's race, or actually first let's talk about it. There's no Vos and no Vos on the start line, no Honsinger and Rochette either, unlike we speculated in our Iowa podcast. So are we looking here at the battle between Brandt and Betsema? I think so. I think that's the most likely option. We've seen the those two as really the strongest so far this this season, who are on the start line to, of the weekend, obviously. However, you can't forget... Celine Del Carmen Alvarado is making her return this weekend and I know she's been struggling a bit with some uh, injury illness problems but I think you know she's proven herself multiple world champion before and I don't think you could count her out in this one either. Yeah what are we expecting for Alvarado? I know she's done quite a lot of training there's been people saying that she just didn't want to go to the United States and that this was a lame excuse. I personally don't believe that because she's already thrown away the Super Prestige and World Cup classifications. Only the XJO trophy is left for her in terms of classifications. I do think there was a serious health issue there. Why would you lie about that? I mean, you can also just say like, Swake, I don't feel like going. So I don't buy that story that's been going around on social media. But what do we guys expect for Alvarado? Because I think... I think the decision to come here will be good, but I think she won't be on the top of her game yet. Yeah, I, I expect her not to be there um, fighting already, battling for a podium. Obviously, I don't think she... Can she start from the first row? I don't I, I don't know. I don't think so. Huh? No, she's going to be starting somewhere on the third row, I believe. Yeah. Or even further back, I think, because she's like something like 40th on the UCI rankings. Yeah. So uh, in you know in that case already it's gonna be a little bit tougher to have a good start. You know, looking at at that race that she that she has done already this season in Brenne, it wasn't great. Um, we will see. Uh, she rested, she trained, and hopefully she's gonna be in 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 decent shape to to be up there. But for a podium, she would really surprise me if she if she got a, a podium and a, you know it also means probably that that our problem is solved uh, with the health because that's also very important. Uh, but I just expect that it's going to take a little bit longer to get on a, a level where she can bring up the fight to Brandt and Betsema. Yeah, I just looked it up. Um, Alvarado is 30th on the UCI ranking. That means that she isn't even one of the pre-qualifiers for the Netherlands. She's, uh, the, I think, the 12th or 13th Dutch rider on the female UCI ranking. So, of course, she will get an invite because there are wild cards that can be handed out by the national coach. So we will see her at the start line here. She doesn't need to worry about her space. Because Alvarado will always be chosen above Manon Bakker, above Inge van der Heide. So, in terms of that, she doesn't need to worry. But I think, yeah, I think like if she can get a top five, she should be very happy. Yeah, I think I think considering the start position, that's uh, that's realistic. Obviously, she knows what shape she's in more than any of us do. But last time in Zonovan second, the time before third. So I'm sure she's going to be really in the back of her mind thinking, I, I want that victory, I want that podium at least. So, you know, I, I think it could go both ways. We might see her kind of down in 8th, 9th, 10th position, or we might see her really kind of P1, 2, 3. 
There's also a couple of other riders who I think um, can do very well here. But Peter says she was very good in Iowa. Eventually made some mistakes which caused her to fall back. What a very strong last lap ending, ending fifth there. No Voss here this time. No Voss. That makes her the third in line. So personally I think the parkour also suits Peterse. The sand, technical abilities, bit of running, power sections. I wouldn't be surprised if Peterse gets a very good result here again. For sure. I think she's proven her technical ability. And uh, riding on the mountain bike as well. It does take some courage to go down the curl at 30 k's an hour or however fast they go down it, even faster in some cases. And I think she's she's shown she's she's got the skills, she's got the strength. So I, I wouldn't put it past her for a, for a strong performance as well. And of course, there's also another list of Dutch riders who we can th talk about. Worst Kastelein van Anroy. Do we think that they can be a serious threat to Brandt and Betsema, or are we really looking at the duo Brandt-Betsema? I, I think we're more looking into that duo, but the problem with that duo is if they are, you know, with each other, and obviously Betsema is going to ride. Uh, it's not like uh, Foss in a way. Foss is, doesn't, uh, is not shy of sitting in the wheel and letting you pace. That can probably make the pace a little bit more less consistent, so then it's easier for the people at the back to come back again. I think now with only Betsema and Brandt, it's going to be a little bit less tactical. So it's key for riders like Vorst to keep close and, and to keep up there in that group so they have a chance. Because I think if if both are gone, uh, there is no there is no way that they're returning uh, back to the front. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be tough. Um, but it but it can it can happen definitely for Vorst. I think that's the one I have the most faith in in a way. Yeah, I think Anne-Marie Voest won it last time, you know, in 2019. So I I don't think you can overlook that. I think she's shown she can do it before on the take on the difficult course. So you certainly cannot say she's not going to be up there, you know. Yeah, I think from the names I mentioned, Voest has definitely looked the best this season as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if Voest is close or even on the podium. But I do agree with what Islam said. We're going to be looking at Brandt against Betsema. And I think we'll see that pretty early on in the race as well. And then, in my opinion, this parkour is perfect for Brandt. I mean, it has the power climbs where she has the advantages over Betsema. Betsema has not made a very confident impression on me. So I think Betsema will be less confident sending it down the cow. And I think, of course, on the running Brandt, I mean, the way Brandt runs, it's actually insane. And there's plenty of running usually in Zonhoven. So I think it will be very hard for anyone to beat Brandt. And especially like if you go into the last lap with Betsema. I mean, Brandt really should have that win in the bag if you fight against Betsema in the last lap. So personally, I think it's very hard to beat Brandt here. Another name we have to mention is Helene Clausel. She's gotten two top 10s already in the World Cup. She was very good in Iowa, even had a crash there. And still ended 7th. I think Clausel is definitely outsider for top 5 here. Yeah, Clausel, we've seen her ride away from a few on a few occasions. But I, I don't know how experienced she is in the sand compared to some of the other riders. Obviously in uh, Ostende last year she was uh, a bit further down. And that was really the last sandy test. So uh, I don't think she's really going to be able to compete with the likes of Brand here. 
but sometimes they can kind of overlook her a bit and she can ride away and they uh, the others can be left watching each other so you know who who knows maybe it could be a bit more of an unexpected outsider yeah, I definitely think Klaus Hell can get a good performance as it's meanwhile chucking it down with rain here. So uh, I hope you guys can still hear me properly. But I do think Klaus Hell can get a top five result here for another, um, well, non-Dutch rider, Eva Lechner. I think she can get a top ten here just like she did in Iowa and was going to do in Waterloo. So for Lechner, I expect that. Last name I would like to touch upon is Zoe Buxet, the number two of the ATS cross in Meulebeke. She's riding here, still only a junior. Do you guys have any expectations for her or should we maybe not expect anything? Let's just not expect anything because, <laughs> I mean, everything she's going to do is going to be good, right? It's, um, I think that if she's just able to, to ride with them, even get a top 10, like if she's not even able to get a top 10 or just get a top 15, it doesn't really matter. It's all about experience right now for her, so... But if you're going to look into what is possible, I think there's a lot possible in a way. I think uh, a top 10 definitely is possible. So we will see and definitely someone to, to look for um, what she's going to do in the race. Yeah, absolutely. Still in the junior category, you really cannot expect anything from, from her. But, you know, she, I'm sure she's going to do some some magic and, yeah, perhaps top 15, top 10, maybe even top 10. I don't know, but yeah, in the junior men's category, they, they always have their own separate race. It would be nice to see some more separate races for the younger women as well. But it's also a great chance to really mix in with the with the bigger riders. And of course, when it comes to the World Championships at the end of the year, I think we all have our have our favorite already for the for the junior women's race. And it will be interesting to see how she can compare to the likes of Brand, Betsimer and Worst. I don't know what to expect in terms of performance for Zoe. I do know she's a very big talent, both in and outside cyclocross. But then again, in Molenbeek, she was fighting Sanna Kant, who had uh, 14th place as best result in Iowa. Schreiber, who rode a solid races in the U US World Cups, but then also was outside of the top 10. So I think if she gets a top 10, I, I think we've witnessed a very special performance. Let's make some predictions then. This time we'll turn around the order. I'll go first, and I basically already said it. I don't think anyone can beat Brandt here, so Brandt is going to get that win in front of Betsema and third place for Puck Petersen. All right, I, I think I was second, so I go now as well. So I um, I think Brandt is a very good shout, but I will go for Worst. I think Worst will win it, and then in front of Brandt, and then third for Betsema. Well, I guess that leaves Betsema for me to go for, and I'll go with Worst in second then. And Lucinda Brandt rounding off the podium in third spot. Then I think we've had it for this episode of the Soccer Cross Social Podcast. Tom and Isam, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for the hosting, man. So first this weekend we have the Super Prestige in Rudderforde, which will have an episode coming out on Sunday. And then on Monday we'll have an episode ready for you about the World Cup in Zonhoven. Hope you guys will be tuning in then once again. Make sure to check out our website cyclocross.social slash livestream to find your live streams for both the Super Prestige in Rutherford and the World Cup in Zonhoven. And we will catch you guys soon. Goodbye.